Shall we head to my favorite planet in the galaxy? The planet of good vibes. The planet of good vibes. The morning folks good afternoon and good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to the ham planet podcast i'm your host peter ham and if you're new to the podcast damn it's great to have you here great to see your smiling face and uh you showed up for quite this special night i'll tell you that um We've got a Hall of Fame worthy episode ahead of us, and I couldn't be more fired up. If um, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, this podcast is all about good vibes, great people, and glorious stories. So if you're into that, stick around, kick your shoes off, grab your favorite liquor drink, grab your favorite protein shake. Do what you got to do and get ready for the good vibes to take over. So tonight on the Ham Planet podcast, we've got the first ever repeat guest. And um, he's a CEO of Casper. He's also my best friend. He's also my big brother. He's also Shamalama Ding Dong. Chamber, how we doing? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. We are doing great. And I'm honored to be on the Hand Planet Podcast. Honored to have you aboard, brother. You know I always am. Always always love strapping up the old spaceship helmet with you, Chief. I mean, first recurring guest is a pretty honorable title. That's huge. And I mean, I'm you're basically a co-host. Do the best. That's I would love point. to be a co-host. Well, I'm just a little busy. I got a baby. I got a family. I got a business. But I need my own podcast. Swipe up. Swipe up, baby. <laughs> Swipe up, swipe up, and swipe up. So, so uh, we're down here in Puerto Rico. Love it's to hear it. and sunny, and we're living life. Went fishing today, caught nothing. A little frustrating, but there she goes. I'm ready to go on. The, I am ready to go on the journey of the Hand Planet Podcast, round two. Round two. Ooh, ooh. Well, brother. We'll jump right into it. Uh, As we were talking about before, the Hand Planet podcast is going next level. Now that we have reached 
the historic 20 mark. We're taking it up a notch. Um, we got 20. We got 20? We got 20. This is 21. Yeah. My favorite one was, I'd have to say Hansel. Gotta love Hansel. I'm not picking sides and all the boys, shout out all my OG alumni, but man, Hansel's was so good. Hansel's great. Hansel's a legend and a beauty and just hilarious. Um, to get back to it, I told you that, uh, you know, now we got 20 under the belt. We're taking it next level and we're implementing a little bit of structure because where there is structure, That's there. Oh, buddy. Um, where there is structure, there's success. So we're first going to be diving into our audience questions, which oh, I am hyped for those. We got a lot of them. Yep. Yep. So that's going to be a regular part. So this is episode 21 of the Hand Planet podcast, but episode one of audience questions. And like how, how many audience questions did you go through that you had to filter? I guess you'll be the judge of that, Chief. We got I mean, some hundreds. good. We've we've got some good ones. We've got some ones hundreds. that I we might have to dance around. But okay, no, let's not do those. But I mean, hundreds. <laughs> yep. Well, let's let's pull some out of the rabbit hat and get her going. This is Hand Planet Podcast. Audience. Intriguing questions. First one of the night is going to come from our dearest you're friend. Gonna put on, you're gonna put you're gonna put them on blast too. Well, you know none of none of them are. Okay, we filter big them. Big bazooka the cannons. The filter people filter them. Okay, go ahead. All right, so we got JJ hoops. Oh God, bless. Get he says, right now. Peter and Champ, please address dad life and dad bods. What dad fashion is currently in? Secondly, please discuss the correct rules of a shotgun mulligan. Okay. So let's go to the first wow. one. What dad fashion wow. is currently in? What do you think? So... First off, JJ, I love you, and you're a goddamn legend. And God, just just a man into the wild, a hunter, just a good old American man. Um, so dad fashion. So dad fashion, fundamentally, based on what I know, looking at our father and, and others, were the New Balances, no doubt. Right? Those are the basics. The white ones, they get dirty. You just cop new ones. So. Um, as a, as a millennial dad, I, per, I personally am taking fashion to the next level. And I think dad fashion is Yeezys. Yeezys. And you stay boosting. Yep. So you're walking your baby around, you're going to get fucking milk from the grocery store and you're rocking Yeezys. 
So that's that that's the go-to. And what I color? Mean, what else am I gonna do? I'm I'm not gonna wear Gucci or Hermes or whatever. So as far what, as we can go, I mean, Big Mike's got Yeezys. What color Yeezys is the go-to for you? I mean, I want the triple whites, but I'm rocking the butters and the clays right now. And, so so butters you know, just kind of looks like butter clay yep, and then clay is kind of like clay okay triple white what's that all white just a yes. little vanilla vanilla ice cream uses sarah's got a pair and i'm jealous are they super comfortable or what yes yes it's super comfortable it's just like walking on a cloud they're better than the air maxes which and the new balances are comfortable too but my yeezys they're expensive but you say boosting. So is that your primary dad fashion no. staple? No. I guess if you want to go primary, it's Dorado Beach Polo khakis. Gucci loafers. So pick your side. But dad Bougie fashion. Or dad style? No, just comfy. Hondo P. What was the second part of the question, which was also riveting? Um, the second part is, uh, what are the correct rules of a shotgun mulligan? This is such a thought provoking question. I love it. So a shotgun mulligan is a instrument that you can use in a gambling golf game where you can rehit a shot with no penalty fundamentally, but so you hit a shitty one, you say reload, shotgun molly. Um, you have to shotgun the beer before you hit the next golf shot. And then you're only allowed to take a shotgun molly if you are approaching a fairway in regulation, which is your drive, which could also be on a par three, or your green in regulation. So Let's say if you're on a par five and it's your second shot, you can take you it there. Should delin- uh, you can't because your third shot is your technically green and regulation shot, even though if you're on the green. So that one gets a little dicey. So uh, if you're with, with striking ball. distance, you can't well, be doing what, that. What, 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 what is striking distance? It's dependent on the golfer, you know? right? Well, who it's, it gets it gets blurry when we're playing for you know thousand bucks. So um, there's a judgment call on those, which is a unique situation. And no shotgun mullies on chips or putts or bonker shots or anything like that. Um, shotgun molly, legendary game, but sadly, due to my maturity and elevated golf game, shotgun mullies are pretty much gone by the wayside. But I'm sure JJ is doing them because he. Oh, don't give me that shit, Chief. You'll he's, still, he's worked, you'll still he's blast a shotgun molly if needed. If Having if you gotta pull it out of the, if you gotta pull it out of the tool belt. It depends because we're playing all these gambling with the strokes and stuff, so it gets complicated. And I'll give you credit, Chief. You don't have a lot of mulligans. You know what you're doing with a club. Thank you. I have no mulligans. I'm only good at three things. What's that? Golf, business, and 
playing chess. Good chess player. Great chess player. Thank so, you. okay. Great question from uh, Brother Hoop. JJ, we appreciate the great question. Let me let me chime in on the dad fashion. Being a dad of um, yours is fanny pack. Well, I'm a. I feel like I'm a dad fashion uh, renaissance, modern era renaissance man. Wow, big big uh, responsibility. Yeah, Peter. With great responsibility comes great dad fashion, and. Um, Put that on a Washington monument. I'll tell you what, it belongs there. Dad fashion to me is all about functionality while maximizing comfort and look. So so I I need whatever I'm wearing yeah. to be at functionality a hundred and you know, a shirt, I can have a hundred and hundred functionality, which is, is I, under, I understand, but, but like my baby girl, Charlie Rosie, she wears diapers, which are hundred percent functionality as well. So, right. This, are you wearing diapers? See if I don't know if the diapers are relevant to me. Okay. Continue. What's your dad fashion? So my go-to, I, I got to be honest. I wear basically the same thing every day. It's just different colors. Me too. And Me too. It's so you don't you don't have that fashion then. Yeah, I would say it's fashion. And I wear Under Armour, dry fit polo. I do these shirts called Mariplex shorts. They're extremely stretchy, and you can karate kick anyone with them on. And then I'm uh, white champion socks and Vans or Nike Totos. That's awesome. Classic. And I rotate. And I ro it's just a different color, one or the other. I love it. So Hoop would highly recommend Mariplex. Who's been um, wearing that? He, he's not even engaged. So you're ahead of the game. Hoop knows what's Gucci. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Hoop. You know what you need to do. All right. So next, we've got a wonderful question from uh, one of my great friends from Culver and fellow rugby brother, Ben Mavrudis. He's from Tanzania. Benny? Who, yeah. Wow. Class of 12? No class of class of thirteen. Respect, respect. Great day to be an eagle. What's the question? He said, "Peter and Chris, please address the most difficult aspects of being a modern day man." So I say, "What what are the three most difficult aspects?" Good I don't question. know. If this I don't. I, that is a good question, and especially from like. Getting an international perspective is interesting too, because the answer in Tanzania is going to be different than it is in the U.S. and especially in Puerto Rico. 
But I would say the most difficult thing is that, like, it's, it's hard to draw the line between, like, old school, like, 1950s. Like, in, in the ads in 1950s, it's like, hey, make your husband a dinner and don't talk to him because he probably had a hard day at work. And, you know, just take care of him, right? And then now in 2020, it's like, hey, why don't you breastfeed your kid as a dad? So where do you draw the line in the middle between like being a provider and being a. Right. No, I, I, I do. Ag I do agree. That's a huge, uh, and, and just uh, being, a quick, being a, uh, being a provider or being a mom. Yeah. Just Which, a quick correction. That was actually Ben Teeny, not Ben Mavrudis. Oh, Ben Teeny, Culver 07. The homie. Played Great day to be an Aggie. Plays rugby kids still. Played rugby with me. Kids of beauty, a Texan, and an Aggie. Absolute legend. He actually um, toured me around A&M when I went to go visit. Awesome. Um, shit, 10 years ago? Um, okay, so you're saying drawing the line between a provider and... and a, someone who should be breastfeeding their child as a male. Yeah, which is what a mother should does. I mean, what's a mother? I mean, who are you to say what a mother is? And it's disgusting that you think what a mother should be is what it is. Well, I'm. That's the dilemma. That I'm, I'm in. The, I'm in the frame of thought. I've been. That, I've been. I've been breastfeeding for a month. Hell no, Chief. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but no, this it's, is it's, where it's I'm crazy. At. This With is where I think it's a good question. Yeah, I think it's a great question. And I think one of the things that has contributed to it, and I mean, changes is, have happened on both sides of the spectrum. Men have changed certain habits and certain ways they live, women have changed certain habits in certain ways they live. And, um, you know, when it boils down to it, sure, technology contributes to a little bit of softness that has creeped into the male society. But if you, if you have that vision, I feel like that, you have to carry yourself as a man. You have to carry yourself as a leader. You have to carry yourself as someone who will demand respect and who will deliver. It's easy. It's easy for you to say that. Right. I'm, I'm saying as long as you can I mean, have I, that. I, view I agree. I agree. I feel like it helps men not fall in that downward spiral to being soft. I agree, and I'm fighting it every day because that's what the culture wants me to be now. You know, in Texas, I feel like, though, it's absolutely not like that. Like, uh, I feel that's like... country. I feel like in general, definitely in the country, if, if you want to see how 
some men oh, yeah, are country. living. We need, yeah. Just go oh, out yeah. to the go out to the country. There, I'm gonna send Sarah to the country. Bro, they they cut wood, they cook shit on, yep. you know, fires out in the out in the sticks, hunting, fishing. I tried to, ca- I tr- I tried to catch foods for my family today. I failed. Sarah had to order from the golf shop. Damn, which was sad. Yeah, I was literally out there hunting all day for bluefin, marlin, and tuna and mahi mahi. Well, that'd be fishing, anyway, not hunting, chief. I was fishing. I guess fishing is a form of hunting. Would it? I was trying to kill fish and eat them. Y'all weren't using any sort of harpoon guns or any of that technology? No. no. We were fishing. Fishing. Old school fishing. Good well, old chief, fishing. So I that's wish, my I wish you would have caught something. Yeah, I, I feel like... To answer Ben's question, shout out Ben Teeny, the big homie. I feel like as long as you have that mindset and have that view of I want to be a man, I want to be a leader, I want to be someone who helps be a driving force for good and you'll help lead others to the same you won't fall victim to the um, modern softness plague that's out there getting getting some people. All right, Chief. Moving right along. Number Moving three. Right along Aruski. We have... From... Brother Josh, Josh Marsh, cousin Holy Josh. Holy shit. What's up, cuz? I love you. I'm proud of you. Jo- er, Petey and Chris, please tell one story from Champ's bachelor party. God damn. I'll tell you All one. Right, I'm a- or do you want to send? Go ahead. I'd rather not. We can both send. I mean, if there's some that shouldn't be told not that we did anything bad it's just not yeah, not ideal this is this is not everything here is for entertainment purposes only and is fiction and we are not your financial advisors and we are not doctors we are just two guys entertaining but nothing else Bitcoin, but honestly by ethereum because Ethereum's going to fuck him in, but I'm not your financial advisor. But buy Ethereum. Go ahead, Josh. Ethereum. Why buy Ethereum? No, and we're not. We'll get into that later. And we need Andrew Keys on this podcast immediately. Andrew but Keys is a Josh. Josh. Birthday. Our bachelor party. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, I'll fire away. Do you want to so, say when you lost your phone or when you almost got eaten by a gator? Or, um, go ahead. We'll stick with the uh, gator. So it wasn't me who almost got eaten by a gator, but we'll get there. So anyways, we had probably the most epic 
bus rides I've ever had in my entire life on the way to the middle of shithawk nowhere in Louisiana, out to the woods, the swamp, into the shit. But we had a party bus, so that was great. If I ever kill someone, that's where I'm taking them. Right. But this, I delete right. that. The, it, you, you know, cut, cut that. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. So, it was out in the swamp, Louisiana swamp, and um. You know, we showed up. I looked around. I was like, "Where the hell are we?" We all paid, you know, 300 bucks. Like, what the hell is going on right now? But then this guy comes out of nowhere and he's like, you boys ready to see some gators? We're just like all kind of little junkie tuned up. Gators. Just like that. And um, the cage and the whiskey is corroded his vocals. Gators. Oh, yeah. Nice and rusty. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, we took a piss simultaneously as a team, all um, pissing into the swamp. We grabbed the bottle of whiskey and, you know, everyone grabbed whatever tickled their fancy. And we hopped aboard these airboats it was terrifying it was one air just one and we got uh well 16 person airboat was a cajun right but i mean this shit was tight it was comfy but um you know we zoomed out into the middle of the swamp and i just thought we were gonna like maybe see some neat fish, maybe a couple gators. Hey, a couple gators over there in that log. Look, woohoo! No, gator our farm. tour guide was an insaniac insane, alligator yeah. insane. whisper. Insane. insane. So this guy, good guy. Don't get me wrong, but good guy, good Cajun. Son. Yeah, man, American man. He just like pulled the stake out of nowhere and then he like breaks a branch off of a tree and he like stabs the stake with the tree branch and he's like hanging it over the water, shaking it around, and then gators are coming to snatch it. Like big old bastards, like prehistoric dinosaur creatures. Dinosaurs, not like ten footers, like you see on the golf course, like twenty foot. Not your standard gator. So, anyways, um, one of the crazy things that happened is um, the Cajun liked Josh for some reason, which Josh is who doesn't like Josh, you know? But I mean, he's a cute looking little baby boy. Josh is. um, It was him. It was him or Gorecki. Love by many. Yeah. So what the guy does is he's like, hey, Josh, you can pet this gator. (laughs) And this crazy Cajun guy literally gets this full size, massive thing on board. And 
literally picks up a 20-foot gator out of the water. And I'm already thinking we're about to sink because we I'm, were over I'm, the way. I'm water. thinking I'm about to get bit by a gator and lose my leg. Yeah. I thought the one on board was going to go ape shit or that we were going all down and just turn into they a need, gator stew. They need good they need good insurance. Yeah. So um it was funny as shit seeing uh Josh almost get fed to the gator but he handled it like a champ. And kind then of. um I, he handled it Better than so, I would, so probably. I, I think I, I think you, the moral of the story is the gator story. Well, the thing was, right after the gator, there was a massive like tarantula spider that he put yeah. on uh, Josh. And Josh and was like that, playing with it. Josh wasn't playing. Josh was no, about he, to he was shit in his pants. Heart attack. So that's the gator story of Louisiana. I have nothing to say about my bachelor party whatsoever. Except the fact that you had a great time. I heard I had a great time. But oh, and Joe did take and, and Joe did take me to get that Cajun. Yep. It was the po boys? it was no. The Po Boys, but the shrimp souffle. From the from the market, wow, much needed. So, moving right along in the audience questions, we've got their next question coming how in. How many hot. of these do we? How, how many of these do we got? Uh, I think we got around ten, but we'll just hit a few more. Holy shit! Yeah, hit a few more. Good old Spencer Clark, the homie. Oh, Uncle Spencer. Uncle Spencer. Shout he out, says, Uncle Spencer. He says. Boys, how how does Cham play so much golf and is still a father? That's easy. My Response. dad was a father. I mean, you don't need to. Your golf game doesn't have anything to do with you being a father. That's a shitty answer. Number two, I live 10 minutes away from the first tee. And I, I do a lot I of think business that's a good out there. Yeah. So that is how I do it. Does Spence play 90% a lot of golf? Of, uh, I mean, he's got very bad form. And uh, no, I don't think he does. And he doesn't even know golf etiquette either. So, Spencer, get your shit together. You're a die family member. And you have work to do. We always got work to do. We ain't got problems, just more work to do. And I'll tell you what, once I have another kid, probably going to play more golf. Golf is how it goes. If you don't know how to play golf, you're fucking up. Preach. Which I ain't a steward of that, but I'm working on it. No, but no, you're doing good, Chief. You're grinding. You came a long way last year. Quarantine, grinding on that shit. Yep. All right, Chief. We got a, we've we got our next one, which is uh, thought provoking to say the least. It's from my great friend Devon Woodard. 
my boy who went to Europe with me. And D Wood. D Wood. D back. Like for us to discuss life before birth. I was there with Charlie, like life before birth. And damn. I mean, some people don't think a baby's born until they're born. It's like, damn, they're fucking alive. Okay. So they're they're alive. They're in there. They're hooting hollering doing all sorts of crazy shit. Um, and what our mom did to us, which is kind of cool, at least I think, is that mom would read us because she was in dental school and she would read us her dental books when she was a little kid. I mean, when we were in the womb and she was reading, I don't know, complicated dental stuff to us. So not only one, it helped her get smarter to pass the test, but, and make her a better dentist. It also helped us to like learn her voice. And I don't know if learn complicated words is legit, but I feel like we have very good vocabularies. So I feel like that is an incredible part of infantile development, but like, man, after you have them next level, next level. So I think to D Wood, man, I think it's 20% in the beginning, but once they're out, you got to go 100. I love it, Chief. I, I would absolutely agree. Um, to give my response to Debo, so he could be going a few different ways with this. Is he talking about? You know, a child during their initial creation period, nine months creation period, or is he talking about how the human soul and spirit is alive on earth or is part of the world before you come to life in your body, which... You know, it's something that I absolutely think is something that happens Love. in our life. I agree. It's not rocket science, though. You're alive or you're not. Right. You, I mean, you're and physically it, alive. If you're not alive, you're dead. So if you're not dead, you're alive. Don't you believe? Okay. You, or do you believe that you turn into a, a spirit after death or? You go to heaven as a, a man? I, I guess. You're still working I through it? Know. I mean, a spirit, like a ghost, just flies out of your body and you go to heaven. I mean, I feel like a spirit is one of those things where it's like, it's up to your interpretation in a lot of ways. I don't want to. How we doing, friends? It's commercial break, Peter. Checking on in. Here to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by good old H2O. Drink a gallon a day. Drink two a day if you're an athlete. And get after it. Back to the episode. And the Ham Brothers are back in action. Ready to send it. Furda. Champ, so... I always... Uh, Love reviewing the responses from the little pre-podcast questionnaire. Me, me too. Those were great. 
And um, I got to say, love the documentary title. If there's a documentary about your life, what would the title be? You put, life's been good to me so far. Smart. That's That's correct. That is correct. It's been good to me so far. And brother, you know, you're my best friend. So I know a lot of these things, but I always love revisiting them. Sure. Lake Como in Italy. What do you remember about being there? Dude, Lake Como is like Flathead Lake in Italy. A little smaller, but like just the weather, the mountains all around the island, the food was insane. Like the people were so nice. Like, damn. I mean, and there's like, you look to your left, there's like the castle of the Pope from like, I don't know, 15, 1600. It's a fucking castle. It is a dope castle, right? And there's like mansions everywhere, right? Like, if you have a house on like Como, bonkers God. but it's all these rich people from like middle all east over. asia you know dirty money i mean we were there together right isn't that where you got your uh yeah. purple shirt right oh my purple shirt you're the one with the fancy yeah. cuffs that has it was Worn by you and me for 10 years collectively. This is going to sound pretty douchey, but um sorry. That was in Capri, Petey. The Isle of Capri. Okay. I was also in, also in Italy. Yeah, I do remember that. I mean, I remember. That shirt was I think like I remember that dad's first car. Yeah, it was it was a nice shirt. I gotta get, I gotta tell you, I still wish I could fit into it. I still got it. Me too. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay. All right, Chief. So, scooting and booting right along here. What are three things you're passionate about? I know golf. I know bourbon. Futurology. I'm assuming yes. that is the development of the future of humanity, the future of technology. Could you expand? Yeah. It's honestly like keeping me up at night, man. It's I'm learning so much about it. And like, I kind of have a background in sci-fi with the foundation and which opened my eyes to like, damn, shit's going to change. But that was written in the 70s, which is crazy. Um, And with blockchain and, you know, AI, machine learning, like no one, I mean, you either know what AI is, artificial intelligence, where like things are teaching themselves and machine learning, which is like machines learn how to do more stuff. That's pretty much it. Or you just say, I have no idea what AI and machine learning is, right? So like, and then Moore's law is a fundamental aspect of all of this stuff, which is basically chips get faster every couple of years, something like that. 
it's inevitable. And like Elon is about it. Like, oh yeah, well, he's super the inspired futurology. He's a goat. He's a goat. He's a goat. And like Kathy Woods in on it. And now there are companies that are doing this crazy shit, but like crazy shit maybe 20 years ago was like just building uh excel database right so or maybe 30 years ago so technology is evolving so fast and how do we not only profit from it right which if you profit you're giving value to other people and everyone's happy right in a capitalistic society but also it's kind of scary on like how we regulate it too. So like Terminator type shit, which, you know, could happen. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh... so that, 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 that multifaceted complex, like is crazy to me. Right. And it's changing everything. Like what, what's that? What happens if you're going to live for till you're 500? You're, you're, you're never going to die. Okay, so you better save your fucking money. Okay, because there's no like, oh, I'm going to die at 80. Yeah, good luck getting your life insurance plan. Do you think it will be a controversy throughout our lifetime where it's like, hey, we have technology that can keep people alive for an extremely long time. But like, is it ethical to be doing that? You know, if someone's, do you think it'll ever get to a point where it's like that? extreme it's it's hard for me to i mean yes number one and number two that elon Musk is a part of some so yeah yeah no doubt and elon's a part of this like some group that's like i don't know what it's called but no but they're like trying to um neuralink no it's not neuralink it's like called some AI alliance or something like that. And they're like trying to make sure that AI doesn't get into the wrong hands and do it in the right way and like ethical. So, um, which is a big deal. Sadly, I can't remember what the name is. So it sounds like I'm full of shit, but well, there's a lot of companies that do that. CrowdStrike, so like, okay, Palantir. Okay. Okay. PD. So like, let's say that a car is going to, to crash into you hundred percent. Yep. There's no doubt about that. You can turn left and kill an adult woman, or you can turn right and kill two kids. Or, or let's just let's make it even more fucked up. You can turn left and kill two women, or you can turn right and kill one kid. Wait, I'm driving and the car, or the car is going to hit me? The, no, the car's driving itself. With me Both in cars it, are driving themselves. Yep, you're in it. And you're going to crash. That's going to be unfortunate. So the car is going to have to pick if it's going to swerve left or right. And someone or people are going to die. Well, I think I think cars who will should, continue to um, who should, get who, safer who and safer. Die? I know. Two ladies or one kid? None of them. That's not an answer. You got to pick one. I'm not asking you to answer that, but those are the types of decisions that need to oh, be yeah. resolved in AI. Well, the thing is, is like, 
So that's that is a specific scenario, I mean, that's, though. That, that's a very, you know, dark scenario of AI. The benefits we'll gain from it making us more effective and efficient, if utilized properly, I think will play to our advantage. But, you know, compared to the amount of wrecks we have each year, just from You're people exactly fucking right getting after it. it and doing. You're exactly right on all those. And Tesla just came out with a report from the NHSAA that they are, I think, 10, 10 times or 100 times. I think it's 10 times safer than an actual driver. Yeah. Like their 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 wrecks per mile or whatever. How they look at it. Well, the thing I is, it's a wreck, wreck per mile on a regular person is like 400,000 miles. In a Tesla on autopilot, it's 4 million miles. When you're a human, if you drive enough miles, you will eventually you will eventually run into some shit. Maybe. I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So, Chief, favorite thing about your career you put is interacting with entrepreneurs. I know that you are in a gold mine of a bunch of phenomenal business minds and successful entrepreneurs in many different ways and from different places. How has that built you up these past few years? I mean, it's Dorado is a crazy place. And the only reason it's crazy is because Everyone here is self-made and very successful. And just hanging out with these guys. So like, what is the latest coin, right? The crypto, right? So that's a whole, I mean, we be, I believe personally that that's gonna be take over the internet and banking industries. So whatever the market cap of those two are, put that in crypto. So that's a lot of money. We're barely there. So. Learning a lot about that is cool, but I mean, hardly any of my guys are crypto. I'm just passionate about that area. Um, just, you know, the new deals, like the new technology that's coming out and they're basing it out of Puerto Rico is insane. I also got old guys that are just straight grinders and they did it the old way, cold calling email and uh, not even email handwritten letters knocking on doors which is good to do on doors they still balance their checkbook every single day they do everything on paper to guys that are oh, like wow. yeah i have a ai funnel of business intelligence i don't even know what the hell that means so i just have this such wide variety of people that are in all different industries from all different ages proven they all to be successful bank, proven to be successful so like i literally need to write a think and grow rich dorado beach version what do all these guys have in common that makes them successful there is something what is it i mean you've been around them a lot you got any um initial of key traits that you see among them 
I, I would say that you got to take risk. You got to take risk. Absolutely. All these guys said, all these guys said, fuck their job. I'm going to do it better. And I might not make money for a while, but, and dude, same thing you did, same thing I did. It's you a know? journey. It's the journey. It's a grind, but it's like, are you going to build someone else's dream or are you going to build your own? And all these guys built around. Another thing, one thing I'm very interested in though is like, how do you scale it up so big? I'm having a hard time scaling my company. And you should just, speak to them about that. I mean, that I do. I agree. I'm it's starting hard. To. Starting to. From what I've learned, you have to build systems. You have to be able to teach those systems. Right. And those systems have to be tied to your value offering. Yep. I know. Which, shit, I mean, it ain't easy. No. But if anyone knows how to do it, it's the Puerto Rico guys. Nice. Are you pissing? All right, Famer. Are you there? Are, all right, Famer. What do we got next on deck? What do we got next on deck, Chief? We've got. <laughs> We've got. favorite youtube channels and no, one that's catching my eye is fried egg golf sure i'm not a big youtube person okay so um no report feedback on fried egg golf so friday golf was started by this guy named andy johnson who is a damn legend and he is a golf architecture influencer, if that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Hundo P, that's this a, is thing. a mountain. This is a mouthful. He might be the only one. Trailblazer. And he just talked. He not only Renaissance man podcasts and all that. He does these amazing like drone videos and write-ups of beautiful golf courses. And man, as a greenskeeper, as a oh, former sure. greenskeeper. Yeah, I, I think I know it, who you're talking about. And it's so cool to see just like him showcase these amazing tracks of land. I mean, it's a form of it's a form of art. It is an 18 hole golf course. A hundo P it is. That shit's hard as hell. No, it's just like sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's trash, you know? So we got to have the right day. The hardest thing is honestly getting what you create on to the platform you want it edited. Damn. That's so crazy you say that because Pete Dye, my close personal friend, rest in peace. Yeah, a big pro a big problem with him was that he would build greens and they would be so severe after mm -hmm. they like 
did all so you like i want a little break here and then they'd put all the grass and stuff down there like and then it's crazy it'd be intense yeah so that's a really great point so it's just awesome to see like how like guys made it in the 1920s and guys are building it now and both are awesome so how why don't we just build them like they did in 1920 i don't know with horses so when they're making a green do they just a lot of times you know pile up more dirt on top of land and just pad it with grass or what or do they ever do wood and shit no no not underneath but i don't know not on the wood because you need good drainage but i'm not an expert in you know golf course construction but they just kind of get the bulldozers out and then it's, it's it's an art honestly building these screens and then you go in and shave and then what a hell of a job on there. dude these guys hey i'm a golf course like design the architect yeah yeah you might think these guys are stoners they're literally uh engineers i always get they're those beasts. two confused yeah shout out josh marsh we got we got our engineers in the family no doubt about that thanks all right chief well love to see it across the board i think it's about that time for us to enter yeah into the thunderdome of the hand planet podcast would you rathers in regards to the would you rathers there's a few t's and c's i will answer as well and anything outside of the question is up for interpretation so roger that perfect got a got a money one here would you rather Look 10 years older from the neck up or the neck down. Got to choose one. Neck up. Neck down gets greasy. I'd rather be an old silver bullet than a fat fuck. There's nothing wrong with being a silver bullet. Nothing. But George Clooney is the pristine yeah. example of a silver fox since he was like 19. My close personal friend. Clooney? Yeah. Loves Puerto, Puerto Rico. Oscars. Yeah, loves Puerto Rico. Hell of a guy. So, go ahead. All right, Chief. Would you rather have a Lamborghini in your garage or a bookcase with 9,000 books and infinite knowledge? That one's easy. Lambo. What? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Chief. I I can have a Kindle with all the books on it, too. 
Well, the question says, would you rather have a Lamborghini in your garage or a bookcase with 9,000 books and and infinite knowledge? Oh, I didn't know the infinite knowledge. Like you just but have the knowledge books there. Is knowledge only gained? Yeah, I feel like the infinite knowledge thing turns it for me. Yeah, if if I can just have books in the fucking closet and then have knowledge, knowledge doesn't I'll take just that. come from books. So. I know, but if I have infinite knowledge, I'll do that. It's kind of like what the hell are the books doing? You know? Yeah, yeah. Books, I don't care about the books. We do have infinite knowledge or a Lambo. Infinite knowledge. Okay. Yeah. But I love the Lambo. I was in one today. That's that was a beauty. I know. Shout out Bam Bam. All right, Chief. Moving right along. And the boat. And the boat. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. Would you rather rule the world or live in the world with absolutely no problems at all the latter for sure because that's what i do what does what does the latter mean i've been hearing this for 26 years so so you have either the former which means the first thing or the latter which means the i hate thing. that shit a or b i know i know b b sorry a ladder is a ladder that you get on to paint a no, something no, not, or not, go not, get in the gutters. It's just it's just an old fucking saying. Okay, so I would rather have live in a world where I have no control and have no problems. It doesn't say you have no control, but it says there's there's apps live in a world with absolutely no problems at all. Does that mean you just have no problems, or does that mean? No one has any problems with anything, because if that was the case, we would turn into robots no. and die. No, I, th- I think it's you have no problems because either you have all the power or you have no problems. So, and with power comes problems, and like a lot of my clients, they call me because they have problems, no money, no problem. And it's such a true so, thing. But also, I don't want to just like I could go live on a beach right now and have no problems. That's just not how I roll. So, but I don't want all the power either. That's that's greedy. I'd rather like be chill. Vibes. Make a make a good impact and leave a good legacy. And you. That's not a. It's not a part of the question. So. Well, if we're just diving into that, that's where I stand. I agree, Hondo. All right, Jake, would you rather be able to speak all languages in the world or be able to speak to all animals? Speak to all animals. What animal are you talking to first? The fish. Fish? What kind? Just say, come bite this hook and let me row you in. I'll sing them sweet songs. I so you're no talking, to the mar- talking to the marlin. Yeah, talking to marlin, tuna, swordfish. Whispering them sweet melodies. No one got a tuna? I feel no. like tuna are abundant. Yeah, I feel like they are too, but the ocean's big. 
Ocean's massive. Especially on, way, uh, especially on your way out there. We were at 33,000 feet below us. Holy shit. Yeah. Mount dude, Everest. A pool that's 20 us. feet deep is like, damn, dude. Don't cut the bottom. I jumped in the water there. If you fall, if you get bit, you're dead. Oh, you're dust. You're there. getting dragged down next to the old guy with a light on his head. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't make it to the bottom. Yeah, you're 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 dust. Probably the yeah. hundo. So I was in the Max. water today, and there was thirty three. 32,995 feet underneath me of water. That's amazing. We have, the second, we have the second largest trench in the world, about five miles off the shore of San Juan. It was fucking scary. Just knowing that Mount Everest could fit underneath your You, you had a life jacket or negative? Just swimming? No, no, no life jacket. Gee, it, it was it not wavy and shit? It was. No life jacket, be honest. Just jump in the water. Real quick. Rinse the Johnson. Rinse, I mean, the boat's very big. So like, they would have saved me if I would have gotten. I mean, I can swim. I'm good. Yeah, we learned how to swim. I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we learned how to swim, like, at three. I wasn't far from the boat, but it was scary. Mount Everest. Wow. Underneath and now you're ass. on land. I'm very glad to be on land because I was 9.9 .9 out of 10 about to spew today. Because of the waves? Yeah. Dude, that's so one insane bullet, that you were that high bullet. from the ground. That is that is blowing my mind right now. Just thinking, I'm I'm thinking of like a picture in my head of Mount Everest, like under the sea, and then like you at the very far. top, a just thousand like, feet higher. You know, like if what, you're jumping many, off of a plane, what, that that what, that what, that. Do you, what, what do you think the oh, what do you think the over what do you think the over under on throw ups on the boat were today? Oh shit! I, I six, guys. six. Over seven by one person. <laughs> what? I hate to see it. Uh, my boy Mikey, shout out Mikey! I told you I was gonna tell blow you up on the podcast, but yeah, he tossed seven times today. It was dead. <laughs> one guy. Yeah. I was so close to tossing about five times. It Were you bad. close to tossing due to the tossing happening around you? Yes, no doubt. You're a landmine guy? No, just drinking one Bloody Marys. One goes off, maybe the other one goes off. Yeah, just drinking Bloody Marys, not sleeping. No breakfast. Ooh, you've got to have breakfast. I was in a Lambo. Well, still got to have breakfast, no matter what yeah. you're in. Oh, you'd, oh, be in a, you'd be in a submarine with a Terminator suit on. You still need breakfast. 
Sorry, I didn't have time for breakfast. Go ahead. You make time. I almost died. I'm glad he didn't die, Chief. On on the boat. Shit. Due to just sickness or due to sickness. uh sickness. Oh Waves. shit. I I thought this was a 70 foot yacht. I thought it was going to literally sink due to us falling in the water. And you were jumping Jeez. in and shit. No, no, yes, I was jumping in, but I thought the boat would was gonna tip over at some point. It was crazy, dude. The winds get picked up out there and we're so far offshore. And we're on the trade winds. Damn. It was not fun. Glasses breaking, sliding around. I mean, there's crystal in this yacht, you know. It was rough. Sheesh. Yeah. Well, imagine if you were on a dinky Christopher Columbus boat. I've been on those before. Not chief of wooden. I'm talking like old school, what they came over here on. So what I'm just thinking how shitty they probably had the feel. Oh, bro. They were fucked. I'm, we're pussies. No doubt. That's what I try and do when I'm in those like, oh shit scenarios where it's like I don't feel good. I just start thinking about historical seasickness doesn't work like that. It's like it's coming out. Yeah, I mean nothing works like that, but it helps you keep shit in perspective. I tried all the mental today. Didn't work. Mental doesn't hurt. Mental is hard when you have a um, like a sickness. I mentaled my way through the sickness today. But like bones, ligaments, skin, that can be severely damaged and it's a mental thing. I was sweating. My arms were white. I was, I couldn't like lift my legs. Like I was bad. Don't they have Dramamine? Isn't that what it's I called? Dram- I, I, I took a lot of it. Just eating them like candy? I was trying. What is that shit supposed to do? What's you in it? You gotta take it the night. You gotta take it the night before. I have no idea. Probably ecstasy. I wouldn't doubt it. Legalize ecstasy. You think they will? Never done it. I don't know. I wasn't asking if you've done it. I'm just wondering if you think they'll legalize it. There's been a lot of talk. I, mean, I think it made me feel better on the boat. I saw, um, speaking of that, I saw this um, funny ass video. And it's like a girl with like a colorful scarf with glass, sunglasses, kind of dancing all crazy. I and it's like that. partying in your 30s. You saw it? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? She, Hands and Tom's. She on, I don't think she was on ecstasy. No, she's not on ecstasy. She 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 has. Okay, you haven't seen it, Chief. She has a something in her hand, and she looks to the guy next to her. This is scary. He's like, "Hey, take uh, this." And the guy is like, 
Uh, nah, I'm fine. And under it, it says partying in your 30s. And she's like, come on. And he's like, no, no, Probably I'm okay. Indian. And then she's like, it's a Tumps. And she like just shakes the bottle and he's like, yeah. Grabs it, eats it, and he just like starts dancing. You know, it's sad because it's going to get harder when you're older. Oh, yeah. Well, so no ecstasy, a lot of times. That's your 30s. You know, when I am with my older friends, because we got a lot. For sure. I don't even want to classify like older friends, but it's just like people who are older than me. And I have friends that are younger than me. But people older than me, I always bring my Tums when I'm going to hang out with them because I know someone's going to need it. Whether it's one of the boys, whether it's um, one of one of the geezers. Could be any of them. That's thoughtful. All right, Chief. We got our final. Would you rather Bada binger. Can I get a bada binger? Bada binger. Shout out Eric Green. Bada binger. Shout out the OG Eric. All right, Chief. Would you rather be able to read minds or accurately predict the future? That's tough. That is, that one's I'd have to go with the latter. Get your damn ladder out of here, bud. Oh, that was a test. I would rather be able to accurately predict the future. I'm right there with you on that my, one, Chief. Because my 50-game parlay would hit. Yeah. I feel like... I'm wondering what the argument would be, though, for read people's minds. I feel like yeah, if you wanted sure. to, if you wanted to conquer certain things, yeah, just just know the future and then see what happens what they do. If you could read minds, you could partially predict the future. Yeah, but it'd be hard to bet on sports. Yeah, I feel like you can only predict what someone is going to do who you're talking to if you can read minds. No. No, that's kind of not for investment savvy people because I would just say, like, why don't I just know the stock market tomorrow and then make a zillion dollars off of it? Right. I mean, I feel like I would definitely want to predict the future. But I'm trying to think why someone would argue to read minds. That's what I'm saying. Because they want to know what their boyfriend's thinking. True that, brother, man. All right. We got one goofy one. Bonus one. 
Bonus. Bonus, baby. Would you rather be extremely underweight or extremely overweight? Underweight. Underweight? Because I'm already, I'm already extremely overweight. No, you're not, brother. What do you weigh? If you're, if you're extremely overweight, 240. You're if not you overweight, are, Chief. Yeah, I, I got to get two bills. Um, if you That's are skinny as shit, overweight, yeah. you have heart problems, breathing problems. I mean, look at some of the guys we know that are fat. They're not doing good. True. Don't be fat. Underweight, skinny, though, can. I mean, it can be eat, dangerous. Eat, it depends to what degree. Yeah. Yeah. Eat some potatoes. You'll be fine. Sonic. Go to Sonic. Shout out Sonic. Don't trigger me, Chief. I'll go there Thank right you. now. All right, guys. Thank you so much for Hand Planet Podcast number two. We are going to Sonic. Sonic. America's driving, America's pastime, America's tastiest supersonic breakfast burritos. Hell of a cheery limeade, dude. I'll tell you that. Okay. There's no Sonic in Puerto Rico, so take it easy. Oh, tough, 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 tough. Speaking of tough. The Ham Brothers. It's tough, to say good, it's tough to say goodbye, but I'm signing off. The Ham Brothers always say it's tough to say goodbye because when we're together, we're having a damn good time. And um, what an absolute legendary episode Truly. across the board. Truly. And. Um, the goal was to hit it big like Ken Griffey Jr. does, did. And I think we pulled a Ken Griffey tonight. I think I think so, too. Griffey style. Well, I, I love you. I always have. I always will. Yep. And, and I'll smell you later. And make sure, ladies and gents, if you enjoyed this episode... Do Brother Peter, do Brother Cham a solid, and uh, share this episode with someone who needs some good vibes. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Toss the squad a good old like and tap the notification bell because it helps me tremendously, and I'm extremely thankful for everyone that is able to contribute in that way. And it ain't gonna cost you a dime. But um, always remember, ladies and gents, that you can never overdose on the good vibes. Facts. And with that, we say adios, sweet dreams. And we shall see your beautiful faces soon.